This is the Wisdom of the Fools podcast with Raven Satori and Sierra Chatterton, where they share their wisdom as the fools of the world. Forever the student, never the master. Keep moving forward. Welcome everyone to another episode of Wisdom of the Fools with Raven Satori, myself, and Sierra Chatterton, myself. <laughs> so we are here for another energy report this for the month of October. Whoop, whoop. We're actually recording this late. It's going to be posted same day. Mm-hmm. But I think that's kind of appropriate for the energy that we're moving into. We had to mentally grind a little bit to get here. So why don't we just jump right into the vibe for October? Let's do it. All right. So October numerology-wise is going to be a seven-month. And we get that by the 10 of October plus the 2022 So we get 16, 1 plus 6 is 7. So that 7 energy is actually ruled by the planet of Neptune. So we're going to be talking Mm -hmm. a little bit on the 7 vibration and then how that uh, Neptune energy affects that 7, why the 7 is kind of the way that it is because of that planetary ruler. So... First things first, the element that it is attributed to is water. Mm-hmm. And as we know with the six and going through Venus, water is very much representative, representing um, creation and cleansing the spirit, nurturing. So it's going to be a little bit like the six. We had the six in... Um, September. Mm -hmm. So with the six, we were talking about relationships, love, and cultivating the, seeing the truth in the beauty and truth Mm -hmm. was very much our overall thought on that. And that's going to help us because we're now coming into the seven and the seven is a mental number. But it is also a spiritual number. So we were out and making relationships and nurturing our relationships. And now that water is going to nurture us. Mm-hmm. Nurture us mentally and nourish, uh, nourish us spiritually. I love that. So then seven is also the vibration of knowledge and truth. So again, seeing that mm-hmm. truth come up. We're starting to see the the progression of how these numbers come and how it helps us build. The seven with a lot of the mental attributes of it is going to help us prepare for the eight and nine to come as we start tying the ends on projects and coming to a close with situations and healing circles. Mm-hmm. So this number also has to deal with healing and miracles um which is an interesting attribute um Mm -hmm. very much healing as we heal ourselves 
healing ourselves spiritually, healing ourselves as we see the world mentally, um, healing our relationship with constructs that have been put around us, Mm -hmm. how we interact with the world is very much going to be present in this. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, it is the number of commitments and formalization. So last month, we'd started to create bonds. Mm -hmm. We might have started collabing with people. This month asks, asks us to formalize that. Put it in writing. Mm. Make sure that we're setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. We're protecting ourselves. And this can even happen with friends. Like, all you need with a friend, you don't need a packet of legal jargon. Mm-hmm. You need a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Saying, we're going to uphold what we agreed to mm-hmm. and sign it. That is huge in this energy, and it's it's a respect to ourselves, and I think it's something that we have kind of lost or kind of try to stay away from mm-hmm. because we're constantly worried about, like, oh, this person doesn't think I trust them mm-hmm. if I do this. Like, no, putting it in writing is, is magic in and of itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not only protecting you forward, but... It's manifesting. It's saying, we're going to put this in writing and make it happen. Make it true. Yeah, I love that. It uh, Honestly, it just becomes a little bit more real then for me, you know? Like actually doing the action of like stamping this commitment, Yeah, you know? Imprinting it into ourselves. Yeah, for sure. it makes it official and it, it you know... Coming into an adult uh, adulthood, you have to constantly, like, remember those things of, like, oh, yeah, I have to have contracts in my day-to-day, not just with my employer or with the court for this or, you know, all these – or, you know, the DMV or buying my car. Mm-hmm. We also need to formalize our collaborations with – our friends, we have to formalize our businesses. So mm-hmm. like if you are an entrepreneur, this is the month to sign your business license. Um, go after the next step of formalization of your business. Mm-hmm. Get your DBA, get your insurance, sign those papers that are making the commitment towards your business. I love that. Definitely. I can already feel that energy at play here. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I I've, was really utilizing that six energy and created a lot of collaborations. Mm-hmm. And literally yes, after this meeting, <laughs> I'm going to be going and signing a contract with a friend. Yeah, like, that's amazing. So it it's actually funny because we should have signed it a week ago, but it didn't happen that day and it waited until October. So... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Things happen that way. The universe pushing Absolutely. things. I love that. And I love what you, the way that you talk about boundaries, uh, which we'll talk a little bit more about. Um, but, yeah, that's been something that has been big. Because when you – that's always why I kind of – being my perfectionist self, like I always like to do it myself because – 
it is hard to collaborate with others. You have to set boundaries. You have to speak your truth. You have to get uncomfortable. And um, we're going to see a lot of working with that energy this month. Definitely. Definitely. All right. So with that, we also, because this is a mental number and because it's an odd number, Mm-hmm. It's going to be a number of individuality. So it's going to call us to expand our mind and to look within. Mm-hmm. So although we will be collecting information, making sure that we're taking the pause to then integrate that information within, see mm-hmm. how it feels to us, how it applies to us, and moving through that. Um, I love that. So it also kind of ties in with that is the the decisions that we've made. The seven calls us to look at the decisions that we have made in the past to inform the decisions that we'll make in the future. Mm-hmm. So again, we're doing the prep and the work that the eight and nine will have us bring to fruition. Mm-hmm. So looking at your decisions evaluating whether that they were the right decisions for you or if you want to make better decisions or different decisions and really developing the self because then the eight is going to bring us back into community. Mm -hmm. So we had a month of community, then a month of self and a month of community. We get that month of self in between to make sure that we're staying grounded and rooted Mm -hmm. within ourselves And the seven gives us a challenge in that because Neptune is known as the planet of illusion. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we're going to have to work through something in order to find that truth. We're going to have to work through an illusion to find that truth. Mm -hmm. So looking at the decisions of our past and being asking the question, was this an illusion of something I wanted Mm -hmm. or was this decision made out of an illusion? And we were kind of talking about this before we started recording, like what do illusions even look like in Mm -hmm. the real world? Yeah. And so like I was telling Sierra, like literally the illusions can be like our societal constructs. So, mm-hmm. like, why do we go in the indoor at the store? Like, that isn't the only door that you can physically walk in. Mm-hmm. But why, as a collective, do we follow that construct? <laughs> or in spirituality, the idea that everyone is going to see something in meditation. Like, you can listen to a lot of, like, guided meditations and a lot of the cues Mm-hmm. Are visual, 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 but not everybody experiences things through visions, and that is one thousand percent okay. Um, Sierra and I both, yes. yes, are more sense people. We we sense things that then we can develop of a sight for, right? More like it's like a feeling, you know. We we feel it in our body through our senses. 
that's at least for me that's a gift like for me I connect really strongly with my body and so for the longest time I had a lot of insecurity because there's not a lot of people who talk about that you know like it it can make you feel like you might not be doing it right um it caused a lot of you know uh self-worth issues for me and it's so nice that with Raven like she has helped me to have this realization that like no you're just different like your gift is not visual your gift is to feel it in your body and it's been really really healing I just want to take a moment and shout out my girl Raven because this has been such a healing thing for me to have mirrored back to me because you don't see it a lot And so when it's not mirrored to you and you are different, it can be very isolating. It can make you feel like, oh, well, I'll get there eventually, but I'm not there now. But like, no. It's that it's (laughs) literally creating an illusion Mm -hmm. that you are not making it. Or yeah. that you aren't enough or that mm-hmm. you are are not doing it right. Yes. And that is an illusion. We are all different. Mm-hmm. That is that is that is Neptune energy at its finest. That's why Neptune calls us is not only a mental number, but is a spiritual number. Mm-hmm. Because it's calling us to have a connection with the cosmic consciousness. The cosmic consciousness knows that all of us are different, mm-hmm. but that we come from the same source. Yes. So we it are knows one. that you can experience the light of spirituality, but that it might feel different for you and that it might look different for you. Mm-hmm. And that's why it calls you to bring into yourself, why it calls us to look within ourselves and be a little less around everyone else in this time mm-hmm. because we need to do that work for ourselves to know that this illusion is that. It, it is an illusion. It is not the truth. Mm-hmm. The truth is that we can all connect to source, but that it's going to look different for each and every one of us. Mic drop. <laughs> It, I love it. It's one of the things I'm most passionate about and honestly probably one of the reasons why I'm sitting here today and doing this podcast mm-hmm. is because I see that there is illusions being built around the healing space and the spiritual space. And saying that you have to do this or you're supposed to do this or you're supposed to see this, feel this, be this. And it's going, that's just from that person's perspective. Mm -hmm. That's how that person got to where they are. Right. That is not how, most likely, not how you're going to. Right. Exactly. And although it's great to be inspired by them, Mm -hmm. this is, we're not here to replicate. Right. And I'm going to get a little vulnerable and share something that I shared with Raven earlier. But I grew up in an apostolic Pentecostal household. And if you don't know 
what their doctrine is about, one of the key things that they preach is that you have to speak in tongues in order to be accepted into heaven. So here I am at seven years old, and this went on all the way through until I became an adult became an adult and decided I wanted to walk a different path. But literally at the age of seven, then you come up to the age of 10, I'd been trying to get the Holy Ghost for, you know, like literally my whole childhood. And so this is really what created that perfection tendency within me. I was trying to become worthy enough to have this gift given to me and after years literally like being a 17 year old and crying at the altar and being like why am I not worthy of this like why is everybody else speaking in tongues and yet they're like, you know, they're like, oh, I've connected and, and this is my experience and you need to have the same experience. And I full heartedly tried and yet there was just, I didn't connect and it made me feel so on the outside, so wrong. And it's so interesting because I've, you know, I've explained to Raven that I still feel that even in the spiritual community. And it, it really like, it affects my heart. Like, I just think that there's, when it, when something feels like dogma like that, it just doesn't sit right with me. So I so appreciate that we're having this conversation because yeah, like, if something is working in your spiritual life and you really connect to that thing and that's how it that's how you are connected to source like then go ahead shatter from the rooftops do what you're going to do but please be aware that not everyone is going to operate in the same way and they don't need to get there they might never you know they might never even have that gift, you know, their, their gifts may lay elsewhere. So it's really important to kind of get away from that, like, black and white thinking, you know? Absolutely. And this is, this is how uh, Neptunian energy is used in a negative light. Mm-hmm. It is used by dogmatic, exoteric religions Whether they're even aware of it or not, I'm sure the people who developed it in the first place were very aware. They utilize the illusion creation of Neptune Mm -hmm. to be able to develop a mass psychosis or mass group thinking where Mm -hmm. we had this discussion before. I bet you if you were to get a lot of those people onto a grounded plane and ask them, hey, at eight years old, were you really speaking tongue or were you mimicking what you saw around Mm -hmm. you? Mm -hmm. Yes. A lot of people would say they were mimicking. Mm-hmm. If they really got down to the truth. And that's okay. There, I, I don't want this to be misconstrued like I no. am judging anyone. Mm-mm. What I'm doing is being aware of the constructs that we put on humans that are so difficult to overcome. 
Yes. I've done it as my a child myself into my 20s myself. Put myself outside myself to say that I could do something because it made me a part of the group. Mm-hmm. And that is something that we do because of the society that we live in. And it's happening in our healing space as mm-hmm. well in this Western society. That because we are constructed so much to have this you supposed to, you should mentality mm-hmm. that there's one way of going down the path that we've brought it into a place that does not accept that mm-hmm. very much does not accept that and as we get more into this vibration of the seven and as we get more into the vibration of neptune and as we go into the next episode and then the myth behind neptune we're going to start seeing more of why Neptune is that way. As I like to look at it, Neptune is the mystic planet. Mm-hmm. Mystics always in their writing will have something that is counterintuitive. That will, they'll, have, they'll say something that, that makes you second guess what they just said. And that's done on purpose because mystics believe in free will. Mm-hmm. You are your own individual person and you have free will. I cannot tell you how to do anything. I can inspire you. Mm-hmm. I can tell you how I've done things. I can tell you how I perceive things. I can make you think it, of it differently in a different light. But I can't tell you how to do it. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's huge. That is exactly what Neptune does as a planet. It has this illusion So that way that you can come into yourself and develop self to be able to have the discernment. Mm. Oh, can you say that one more time? Because I'm loving this. (laughs) All right. So the seven gives us that illusion and Neptune gives us that illusion so that it makes us come into ourselves being that odd number coming into ourselves Mm -hmm. so we can develop the discernment in order to make the right decisions for ourselves, I love that. So all of these things, although it sounds like, oh, it's a mental number, it's a spiritual number, decisions, all these things, as much as it may sound separate, Mm -hmm. it is all one. It is the process of having cosmic consciousness understanding. And without that full circle, we get lost. Mm -hmm. We get lost in the dissolution. We get lost in the overabundance of drugs and alcohol, which is also controlled by Neptune. Mm -hmm. Also, Neptune is the higher octave of Venus, which we spoke about last month. All Mm -hmm. love and all of these beautiful, warm feelings. So how it, it gets kind of confusing when you look at that and you're like, wait, how in the world is Neptune, the planet of illusion, the higher octave of Venus, Mm -hmm. the planet of creation and mother and literally represented as the pregnant woman. Yeah. So that's interesting. That kind of brings up a note I have. I found in my research that Neptune is the planet of inspiration. Uh, I did find, you know, that it's the higher octave of Venus, 
Um, and that Neptune brings that beauty to a higher, more spiritual level. Um, can you explain that or can you go into that a little bit more about how the illusion is tied to inspiration and how Venus is connected to Neptune in that regard? Absolutely. Absolutely. So like, I think this is another place where we're, we're taking the, the exoteric understanding and pushing that forward. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, the planet, the planet of Neptune isn't the planet of illusion. It's the planet of inspiration. Uh, but how Let's does it inspire? Mm-hmm. It inspires because it does hand us illusions. Mm-hmm. It hands us illusions, tells us to look within, in which inspires new decisions moving forward, mm-hmm. new ways of formalization, on honoring ourselves. All of that will tie in creating inspiration Mm -hmm. inspiration is the it's the sum of all of these numbers Mm, i love that it's the sum of every attribute of seven Mm -hmm. it's what comes of it as a result if we have done the work Mm mm-hmm we can't just walk into Neptune and be like, oh, I'm going to get inspired because it's going <laughs> to inspire you to do the wrong thing. Yes. If you were to just look <laughs> at Neptune and the first thing it hands you, you're like, oh, well, I'm going to go do that. It's probably going to be the thing of your demise. Mm, yeah, sit with it a little bit. And that's why we have Neptune ruling alcohol, drugs, and the overindulgence of those things. Mm-hmm. Is because if we do get there... And we do just see it as a, a face value. It will drive us mad. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have to be careful in our spiritual journey. That's why, Absolutely. that's why numerology has us go into community and come back in. And then go out into community and come back in. Mm-hmm. Because we always need to tap back into ourselves. We always need to come back and have discernment with ourselves. See what fits sits right with us and then go back out and make mm-hmm. sure that we stay aligned because every time we go back out we're gonna interact with concepts from other people and constructs from other people and those things are going to then you know take you off your your step a little bit mm-hmm. so then numerology says no come back in come back in come back in so then we can go back out and stay ourselves and be ourselves and, and truly value our own thought process our and our own, own beliefs. Individuality. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Definitely. Because even tying back to, you know, feeling like you're doing things wrong as far as like meditation or how you practice your own spirituality, like I feel like if you do have that internalized feeling of like, I'm not doing this right, automatically you're not going to be in your power. You know, you're not going to feel safe enough to be authentic and expressive of who you truly are. And uh, I just wanted to bring that up in that regard. I love that you bring that up because we're going to see power with, the vibration of eight mm, in oh, the following yes. month. So <laughs> you are right on the money 
following exactly where we're going here because Mm -hmm. that is exactly the product of what we are trying to work on this month. Yes. Oh, I love that. Cool. So just a couple more things on kind of how you can connect with this energy and ground with this energy Mm -hmm. in your internal space. So we're, again, we're, we're really looking to call inward this, in this time We Mm -hmm. are still in a sixth year with the 2022, so we are going to still have community present. Mm -hmm. Don't think like it's an all or nothing kind of thing because we have a sixth present here as well. So we still have community going on. We're going to be signing contracts with with people we're collaborating with, Um, but we're going to specifically need to dedicate time to self. Mm-hmm. we're going to have to come into ourselves and build time for seclusion. This yes. is, this is the month to hit your, hit your hermit. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay to come within, to study, to learn. Um, this is actually something in my journey. I was uncomfortable with at some point. Um, I had been told constantly that like, Oh, no, all of the information you need is within you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. A lot of it is, mm-hmm. especially being a nine. Uh, I probably have a, a significant amount of information within me, and I know that I do. But there are areas in which call us to learn further. Mm-hmm. And, Dive and deeper. Bring in the information from the outside. If I didn't have information from the outside, I wouldn't know discernment. Mm-hmm. If I just tapped into my own self-knowledge of previous lives. That's such a good point. I, I, it would just be trusting myself and learning for myself. And I would never know how to look out into the world and be like, no, you're feeding me a load of bullshit. Mm-hmm. You, you sound like you're telling the truth mm-hmm. or at least being authentic. Yeah. I would never be able to cultivate that. So go learn this month. If Mm -hmm. you want to start a course or do something, go do it. That is definitely what we're interested in in this month. And because it's run by water, find your seclusion in nature. Find your seclusion in nature next to water. Mm -hmm. Appreciate that flow of water. Again, like we talked about this last month, the ever-changingness of water how it can be calm and still, how it can be rushing and fast, how it can be frozen and hard as a rock, Mm -hmm. or how it can be gaseous and seemingly invisible. Again, kind of the illusion of Neptune, the fact that it can take any form is something that we can sit with and meditate and, and notice within ourselves. We are water. We can take different forms. When we sweat, that water comes up to us in a liquid form, but then from there, the sun takes it and alchemizes it into vapor. Mm-hmm. Our own water can turn into a gaseous form. So, like, yeah. thinking of that, I mean, have you ever, like, uh, I mean, being a girl from upstate New York, I have definitely experienced sweating when it's below freezing out. And then you, like, take off your hat and your hair is frozen. Mm. (laughs) That is your physical water 
taking the form of a solid and taking the solid form of water. We have this ability to alchemize. We have this ability to to change and shift just like water does. Um, and seeing how we act in that way, like mm-hmm. a lot of times when we talk about water, we're like, oh, you got to move like water. But what does that mean? A lot of times we think of, you know, a, a river or something else, but water moves in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Water can be stagnant. Water can be solid and exist upon itself. Water can be gaseous and fill every space around it. Yeah. So again, that what form do we want to take looking at our decisions? Do mm-hmm. we want to take up space and be gaseous? Do we want to be flowing? Do we want to be a little stagnant right now? Being stagnant right now doesn't necessarily mean something negative Mm -hmm. it means that you might want to just stick to yourself maybe we did a little too much in our six energy maybe we got a little too overindulgent in our feminine water quality Mm -hmm. so maybe we need to look at the masculine water quality because there is a masculine and feminine in every being there is a masculine side to this water Mm -hmm. aspect and what does that look like for you yeah I love that in relation to that um in what ways does Neptune actually help us to refine purify and cleanse you know because he is related to that water definitely so that's a good question um I honestly the way that I look at it is because the seven Neptune asks us to come within ourselves. Mm-hmm. It asks us to look at our decisions. It asks us to look at how we want to be represented outward. What, how it's purifying us is to get rid of those mm-hmm. constructs. Purifying ourselves of limitations of the world. Purifying yeah. ourselves of constructs that people put on us to really become the cosmic self, right? Mm-hmm. Like the the in mystics we have to develop self to then realize we are of the one. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And Neptune is very much that energy. So although we are developing self, it is in the path of reaching oneness. Mhm. So I would say that that very much is how it purifies us. It's that coming inward so we can purify ourselves of the constructs of the world, of those judgments that other mm-hmm. pu- people put on us or as just the society puts on us yeah. or the TV, like media. If anybody is the captain of Neptune energy or uses <laughs> Neptune energy, it is media and our own government. Oh, Yeah. Definitely. I would definitely watch how much media we are consuming this Mm -hmm. month. Watch how it affects your energy. Make sure that we are having discernment when we hear things. Mm -hmm. That we're not just reposting something because it triggered us. Mm -hmm. Mm, That's a big one, yeah. Really having that moment to... 
think on it. Have your own perspective. Yes. Not the mass perspective. Have your own perspective. Ooh, I love that. That kind of like summarizes it all up, honestly. Is like really find where you are yeah. in the blob, in yeah. the mass. <laughs> Definitely, because you know? it is, it, uh, seven is actually our first spiritual number. Yes. We go both all the way from one to six. We we cultivate self. We cultivate relationships. We cultivate love. We cultivate change and how do we operate change before we ever even touch a spiritual number. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And even like the way that it's taught in numerology is like, look at the way that you write it. Mm -hmm. You touch up to the heavens and then you come within. Yeah. You bring that heavens inside yourself. You bring the cosmic consciousness within yourself. So again, kind of developing the self in that spiritual form, in that mental form is exactly the energy where the energy is pushing us this month how that looks for us will be different for everyone but know that that energy is there to support you right now Mm -hmm. and I think it's interesting that we're in this Neptunian energy and the seven month in the month of October where we have a thinning of the veil in between the ancestral realm and the living realm where messages will be much easierly obtained from our ancestors. Yeah. Um, because that is our truth. We are mm-hmm. really going to be able to access our truth this month. And it's interesting, again, that it comes at the end of the month. The universe is giving you the beginning of this month to really come into self, look at yourself to spiritually, look at your decisions that you've made, Look at how you look at the world. Look Mm -hmm. at how you operate within the world. Look at how you connect to the cosmic consciousness, and then your ancestors are going to step in. Yeah. And give you guidance and give you, you know, whatever it is their message is. But they're going to pick up right there while you're really doing the work. And I think it's very interesting that, as we are now in the Aquarian age, that this lines up so early Mm -hmm. um, in this age that we're going to have a time where the universe wants us to come in and do the individual work, wants us to look at our spirituality, wants us to look at our relationship with the illusions and constructs of the world, And it is also going to give us a very easily accessible door to our ancestors and their wisdom. Yeah. That's really big for me. And with that, one of the last attributes that I'll mention of the seven and of Neptune energy is dreaming. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. We tend to see a heightened level of dreaming at this time. We see a lot of more influence within our dreams at this time. So a lot more lessons. If you're somebody who like wakes up and you're like, I have no clue what that dream meant. It was so freaking wild. Mm-hmm. This month's dreams are probably going to be a little more clear. Awesome. Kind of where it 
loses the illusion mm-hmm. where now we're seeing the gentler, more feminine side of Neptune um, or I guess less cosmic mystic feminine version mm-hmm. of Neptune and the fact that that is going to be a very direct tap into that cosmic consciousness is going to be us with our dreams. And um, because of that, uh, Sierra and I really wanted to kind of go into this and like how we can make this a real thing for your month and how you can prepare for it. Because we always like to bring these esoteric ideas and bring it into practical practices. Yep. So if you would like to start this off, I know you had a great little tidbit on like how we can prepare ourselves for bed mm-hmm. um, to make this this a little easier process and kind of invite more clear dreams and potentially lucid dreams. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so this month with this Neptunian energy, it would be... A good idea for us to start to get into more of a nightly routine to prepare our bodies for bed. Um, We get a lot of stimulus throughout the day. Uh, There's a lot of times when we're on our electronics all day long or we're dealing with stress. Uh, So it's a really good idea to have the intention to wind down and like prepare your body and your mind for rest, especially if you're hoping to gain any insight or uh, work with your dreams this month. So I definitely recommend, um, you know, setting up a two hour routine. Typically you want to stop or limit blue light uh, electronics two hours prior to sleep. So, you know, have a period of time where you do set your phone aside. Um, It might be even another opportunity for you to connect with yourself. Um, How often do we set our phone down and go and, like, meditate before bed? You know, most of us, like, even lay in bed and kind of scroll through the gram um, until our eyes get kind of heavy. And then, yeah, we fall out after that, right? So I know that life. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, let's set an intention to not only prepare ourselves for bed, but for also to use that time to connect with this energy, okay? So set the phone aside, commit to some kind of grounding practice before you go to bed, whether it be meditation, a nice light yoga routine, um, anything to kind of slow down that mind and bring that nervous system to a nice, slow pace, I know, at least for me, someone who has an anxious nervous system, uh, it's really, really important for me to be mindful. Otherwise, I'll be with my eyes open to the middle of the night. (laughs) And especially for like us who um, either like projectors who ride others' energies or like generators who have a lot of energy, Mm -hmm. um, it's really nice just to strip some energy at night. Mm-hmm. And just kind of like be with your like own grounded, centered energy, right. so that way we're not like 
carrying other people's stuff into our sleep. Right. And then, too, for even generators, like, I know we are meant, I'm a generator, we are meant to literally go, go, go and exhaust all of our energy before bed. So, of course, I'm talking to my generators, too. Um, Exercise, you know, for me, that's a huge part of keeping me healthy and happy. So, I like to get movement in in some regard every single day, whether it's an outdoor walk. Uh, shout out to my friend B for that. She got me started on those, and I am loving them. They have, like, lit up my soul. Um, but also just, like, engaging in any kind of exercise that makes you feel good, you know, um, sweating a little bit, playing with that, you know. So... Burning off some of that excess energy will help prepare the body to be able to actually wind down at a normal good time for us generators who have so much energy. So um, just want to think about that too. And then of course, I'm always thinking of like the mental aspect of it too. Like when you exercise, you have that opportunity to kind of go inward, take your space, like work through stress so it's great for that mindset as well okay definitely and for people like me projectors and such who don't have so much energy this is like a great time to get into like the mental piece of like if you're not feeling a meditation yet and like your mind's still kind of running give yourself one thing to focus on read a book Mm-hmm. Like, put the phone down. Don't read a book on your phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> read an actual book that you, like, hold with your hands yes. and, like, has pages. It's <laughs> it's a real classic thing. It's a classic thing. It's move. a classic thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> real classy lady right here. <laughs> Turn my pages. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, I wanted to kind of, like, piggyback off of that and kind of prepared some crystals and herbs that will be really great to inter like introduce into that nightly routine yes please share i'm excited for this these are going to be great for dreaming um some of them are just going to be like spot on this is where i'm really going for is for us to have (laughs) lucid either clear lucid lucid or prophetic genes so a dream so like clear dreams that are giving you clear messages a lucid dream where you can push yourself through that journey where you understand that you're sleeping and that you can move into different realms of that dream or push that energy the way that you would like it to go or explore that dream um Or a prophetic dream where we're actually getting, like, some prophecies given to us. Um, Which, again, always then in a waking mind have some discernment because that Neptunian energy is going to be here. Um, So just making sure that you're staying grounded with it as Mm -hmm. well. Um, So these crystals are definitely going to help with that. So first I have... Labradorite, which is super popular stone. Um, it's known as the stone of mysticism. 
Um, it's great for astral travel, enhances clairvoyance, um, projects our aura, and is also great for past life recall and assessing the Akashic records. So if you're interested in the Akashic records or if you're somebody who has dove into that realm of the Akashic records, if you don't know what the Akashic records are, um, we are talking about the cosmic consciousness, really, Mm -hmm. um, that is a collective, let's call it library, of the history of humans and the world in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people talk about it as... uh, I think it's kind of gained popularity here again with the the possible illusion going on Mm -hmm. here that it's like something that like just all mixed sticks tap into and it's great. Um, It's something to be extremely respected. So if you are calling in, diving into the Akashic Records, remembering that we're waking up, doing protection, doing grounding, making sure that we're coming back to self and then making sure that we are evaluating decisions being made and such mm-hmm. um because again mystics love to throw people off <laughs> <laughs> and um i believe that the the akashic record although is beautiful um it can have the same effect the the cosmic consciousness is constantly trying to have us gain that discernment and have us gain our free will Mm -hmm. so always have discernment always ground yourself and look back to yourself don't take anything even if it's from the akashic record don't take anything at its face value Mm -hmm. because anything in the the akashic record is much more than face value i love that that's i think that's a really important um insight to touch on yeah for sure for sure (laughs) and I would even go as far as to reiterate which we've already talked about but that goes with anyone don't take our word like for face value if you follow others uh use your discernment you know we all have it and it's a muscle and the more we cultivate it the stronger it will get you Mm -hmm. know and you like you sh- you almost should agree and disagree at the same time mm-hmm. with any teacher or somebody speaking on mystics or spirituality because you have a different experience. Right. So and it's your ex- valid. Exactly. So your experience is not going to be their experience. So you should agree and disagree because this is how we move forward. Yeah. We move forward by people questioning This is how we have new developments in mysticism. This is how the Western mystic mystic tradition became. Mm -hmm. It came out of the the Renaissance period where we started having these mystery schools questioning what was being told to them. This whole Christian dogmatic society telling you that you had to believe and do things certain ways And people started bucking that and saying, no, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. And that is what advanced so much. That is what brings us the tarot and so many other belief systems and, and questions and 
people who we look at with high regard, who seem to have knowledge beyond their their time or age mm-hmm. because they refuse to take things at face value. Yeah. They always questioned. So question me, question Sierra, question everything we say on this podcast mm-hmm. because it needs to make sense for you and that's how we get further. Right. That's how we have progress. And right. that's what we're here for is to continuously progress. So... And it ties back to, like, literally the title of our podcast. Like, we are here sharing our wisdom, but we also come as the fool knowing that to somebody else it might not be their wisdom, you know? Like, we're okay with both. And that someone might question us and develop a more updated truth. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's going to happen. Awesome. 100%. That's what we welcome. That yes. is 100% what we welcome. The fool represents, no, uh, you know, new beginnings, but also uh, the potential for all. Mm-hmm. So we are here welcoming the potential of progress, of people listening to us, questioning us, and being like, ah, but I actually saw this connection. Mm-hmm. That is what we're here for, is to to birth those moments of consciousness in people. To be like, ah, no, I see this connection. And that is fantastic. I am a thousand percent for it. Yes. And I think that... This... That actually excites me. Yeah. When somebody else somebody sees something that I did not see. And it... It you know? makes me more comfortable in my healing anxiety yes. of of judgment from the past. Mm-hmm. Of like, I want people to question me now. Yeah. I would rather you question me in from obviously a, a wholehearted intention or an intention of being inquisitive, an mm-hmm. intention of for progress. Um so, yeah, I, I look at people questioning me in a very different light now. Absolutely. As that is a potential for progress instead of, oh, I'm just, I'm wrong and I don't have all the information. Mm-hmm. Of course I don't have all mm-hmm. the information. I'm not meant to. Absolutely. So, Labrador, I, you put us on a a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> We're okay. We're happy for it. So... That's a great question, a great crystal to work with. And all of these crystals, my biggest suggestion is to put them under your pillow when you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a great way for that energy to tap into your crown and activate these dreams. So the Sweet. next one I have is Lepidolite, beautiful purple stone I love so much. Um, and in This is one of those that could potentially induce uh, prophetic dreams um, and lucid dreaming. It helps us recall our dreams when we wake up. That's what I need. (laughs) You and me both, girl. I'm Um, like in it when I'm there. And then as soon as I wake up and anything like takes my focus, I'm like, that's very yeah, similar to me. My my partner is opposite, and he will literally, like, live his dream for the rest of the day. Oh, my god! Like, gosh. it will trigger wow. him so much that he remembers, like, every detail of it. 
I am completely the opposite. Where, like, I can be really in my dream and be like, even, like, no, like, consciously be like, this is a really great dream. I want to remember this when I wake up. I literally have the same experience. Oh, my gosh. And then I wake up and it's like, poof. (laughs) What? What happened? It's yep. like new brain. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll be doing something in my day to day life, and something will spark it, and I'll be like, "Oh my gosh, this is it!" This You're is right. The dream. I did dream last night. <laughs> yes, this was it. Yes. I so love that. apparently, we both need to work with Leopard Light this Heck month. Yeah, <laughs> give me some of that. <laughs> um, it also improves psychic ability. Um, which we all have the ability to have psychic abilities. Um, Wanted to clarify that. That is just a connection to the consciousness. Yeah, I want to actually ask a little inquisitive question with that. So in what ways can that show up for us? Because I'm thinking, when I think psychic, I'm thinking – you know, you're connected, you're channeling, like, but that all seems very, for someone like me, someone who's much more practical, a little bit more grounded, more skeptical, um, I'm like, that seems so far away from anything that I'll ever be able to, like, connect with, you know what I mean? Honestly, so... It is the great work, really. Um, so, like, the great work is not only to develop self, but again, ringing here, the developing self to enter oneness mm-hmm. and to enter that cosmic consciousness. Within that cosmic consciousness lies the Akashic Records. Um, so I am not going to remember her name right now. But there was a Baba, um, or yes, an older woman way back in the day. And I really wish I could remember her name right now. If I do end up remembering it, I'll put it in the uh, description. But she was known for when she was a child, there was a terrible accident. She lost her sight. And ever since she lost her sight, she could tell the future. Mm. she predicted 9-11 she predicted a lot of stuff um and she was like a uh like a babushka like Mm -hmm. a old like russian (laughs) lady you know just like all kind of like hunched over in her you know um but what was interesting with her is like so that is the desensitizing somebody so like we mm-hmm. literally t- intake so much in the material realm that it keeps us disconnected from that cosmic consciousness a lot of the time mm-hmm. so this is why you know like sensory deprivation tanks are great this is why we blindfold ourselves in ceremony with uh you know psilocybin and other sacred uh plant medicines this is why you know like the the salt float tanks are great or red light therapy is great because it desensitizes us. It takes away all the input that's coming into our five senses and makes us only have mm-hmm. one one sense, which is the cosmic consciousness, tapping into that cosmic consciousness. Wow. When we have that, that tap in, the, like the... Uh, you know, the woman I was referencing, 
you then have this ability, you know, like within, within the cosmic consciousness sits the Akashic records. Um, so then you have the ability to see patterns of the world. And when you are able to see patterns of the world, you can also predict patterns of the world. Mm -hmm. So that is how I explain, uh, a psychic ability. Um, this is why like children typically experience deja vu more, more often than not, Mm -hmm. like more than an adult would. Yeah. Um, because as an infant, we are still in that, that womb of the nothing but conscious, uh, cosmic consciousness. Mm -hmm. So we're more tapped in there. So it's, uh, as a kid, I would experience, uh, deja vu like eight to 10 times a day. It was quite intense. Yes. Um, and yeah, as I talk to more people as adults, they're like, oh yeah, when I was Mm -hmm. a kid, like it was always boom, 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 boom. That is our connection to the cosmic consciousness. That is your psychic ability showing up, um, recognizing patterns to then foresee patterns happening. Mm-hmm. That is very much what a psychic ability is in my perspective. Um, I love that. Honestly, because it that sounds way more practical to me. I'm like... I think I could get there when you explain it like that. When you talk about when you when obscure language, mystical language is used, that's where you lose me. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know? And like, that's honestly like it's why I love having you here is because I definitely can get lost in the a lot of times I'm I'm uh, just speaking what is being handed down to me mm-hmm. through my cosmic connection. Um, so a lot of times I, I'll then like tap into, tap back into the conversation and I look and the person looking at me is like, I'm lost. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. So like having somebody <laughs> to keep me like balanced and grounded and be like, hey, no, like not really catching what you're saying there can you elaborate is really big because this Mm -hmm. is how we're going to be able to make the esoteric more understandable. It's supposed to not be, it's supposed to be hard to understand. Mm -hmm. But I think that with the modern woo, um, (laughs) we make it even less obtainable. Yeah. And we make it almost like scary and intimidating to people and Mm -hmm. that's not what we should be doing because this is your born right Mm -hmm. is to come back to this consciousness is to make your way back to you know like even just the saying even though like when people say I know they think something so surface but the the saying as you go out the way you came in Mm-hmm. A lot of times, like how people perceive it now is that you're old and you're alone, you're wrinkly, you know, like that kind of thing. Like you lose your faculties. Mm-hmm. They think of the surfaceness. But if you are doing the great work, you go out the way you came in because you are connected to the cosmic consciousness. I love that. Yeah. <clears throat> So a lot of times with like silly sayings that we have like that, 
there's always a mystic background to it um, mm-hmm. that we've lost a lot around yeah. along the years. Um, and that's, that's very much it. Like if you are doing the work and it is our right to go out the way that we came in to be connected mm-hmm. to that cosmic consciousness. Yeah. So this is, this is how we do it little by little. And by being easy on ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, like this Neptune energy doesn't like things to be forced. Mm-hmm. It, it's very much having to surrender to thyself in order to connect to the larger knowing. Yeah. So. I love that. Be it's, easy. It's kind of like you get both aspects. You see that duality here. Like you see how important it is to go individual in this time, but how it is serving the collective. Definitely. Like how you are tapping into that collective consciousness. Definitely. I love that. So the next stone I had down was Rainbow Moonstone. Another beautiful uh, stone. This is very, very similar aspects to the Lepidolite. So induces lucid dreams, astral travel, um, activates spiritual awareness. Um, so again, even like astral travel. Astral travel is, you know tapping into other realms Mm -hmm. that is going to totally look different for different people um Mm -hmm. it can be more passive for some people it can be more active for others it can be visual for some people it can be sensational for others Mm -hmm. um so like honestly like how I go about it is like those things come when you're doing the the base work. We have to build the foundation. We have to activate that spiritual awareness mm-hmm. to ever be able to get into something like astral travel. Mm-hmm. So that's just my little tidbit on that. that. <laughs> um, so then I have uh, lapis lazuli um, in, induces dreams of past lives, vivid dreaming, and opens the third eye. Just the third eye is also a great um, area to tap into at this time um, because it is that cosmic connection within our own mind, that, that pineal gland mm-hmm. that, that is ever so mystified. Um, that's going to be another great place to uh, tap into. So yeah. having something like the lapis lazuli with you Definitely something great to have this month. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last, I put this because not only is it great, but it's something that all most people have if you're a crystal collector, um, is amethyst. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times uh, amethyst is always touted as like the stone of spirituality or like psychic awareness or mm-hmm. psychic abilities. But it also induces prophetic dreams along with that psychic ability. We're tapping in. Um, lucid dreaming, astral travel, um, to keep one near you and either under your pillow or near your bed will also prevent nightmares, will prevent those more negative trauma-based dreams Mm -hmm. that can kind of take over our our consciousness. Um, So it's a great protection stone as well Um, if you're somebody who is more prone to go towards like the nightmare realm. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely have an amethyst on you, 
have it near your bed, have it under your pillow, um, even below your bed. If you got like mm-hmm. a big old chunky amethyst, put it under your bed. That's, That's cool. totally fine. Um, and make sure that we are cleansing and charging that regularly, mm-hmm. regularly, regularly, like with smoke, with selenite, something, um, because that is going to be absorbing a lot mm-hmm. as it's protecting you in that dream state. Um, so some of the herbs that I have down for here, I just have two because they're both very, very powerful in this realm. And the first is mugwort. Um, it induces vivid dreams um, and sometimes prophetic dreams. Um, it, you create a little dream pillow with it. So you can put like a little bit into like a little thing of fabric. Um, you could literally stuff it into like a clean sock if you wanted to. That's Just a make good it idea. easy. Cute. Um, simple. Exactly. Let's make it practical, right? Yeah. I mean, you're not going to go know. out every single month and buy a bunch of stuff to do your rituals for that <laughs> month, right? So like do it the way that you can. If you got a little like jewelry pouch that you got jewelry in, mm-hmm. another great thing has a little tie on it. Put some uh, mugwort in that. Place that under your pillow with your crystal. Do your meditation. Do some breath work. Literally, you can do breath work till you fall asleep. Um, And I always suggest with nighttime breath work, we're focusing on the exhale. The Mm -hmm. exhale is going to be the most important part. The exhale is the death. The exhale is the sleep. Mm -hmm. so it is the release so we're focusing on the exhale making sure it's very long making sure it's fully exhaled and then we just allow the inhale to come because life is needed Mm -hmm. so your body will take care of the inhale you focus on the exhale great for you like using at night um and then we have yarrow another amazing plant this is going to be used a lot for protection so pairing that with amethyst it's going to be fantastic it we use it to protect our dream space and similar to mugwort it can uh, induce prophetic dreams and deep visions for some people um it can also enhance your ability to create uh, to communicate with spiritual energies or forces so something maybe really great to use at the end of the month when that veil is thinning and we're getting mm-hmm. closer to our ancestors in a more intimate way yarrow would be great again make yourself a little dream pillow um carry it on you if you have like a little pouch put it on you and carry it with you all day um this is something in like Afro-Caribbean spiritual herbalism, very popular. Um, a lot of uh, South American, African spirituality always considers the carrying of herbs mm. on self in order to protect self. Um, so definitely, if you have that, do it. Um, those are going to be great for the whole dreaming aspect. Mm-hmm. So I love those. I'm definitely, definitely going to get out my mugwort. Oh yeah. Mugwort's <laughs> going to be so, so, so good. Yes. Um, but also a little side note, mugwort can be like very psychoactive. So like if we're induced, like if we're ingesting mugwort, if we're doing mugwort teas, mm. um, making sure that we don't get overindulgent with that 
because we can almost like lose ourselves in the realms that mugwort can place us in. Wow. Um, so definitely keeping that in moderation, do it like once, twice a week, maybe, Mm -hmm. um, and really use it as that spiritual piece, carry it around, you have it under your bed, under your pillow, um, even like over your bedroom door, Mm -hmm. another great place for it. Um, so yeah, just a little disclaimer for that. You can definitely get overindulgent with mugwort and you can kind of start to like lose yourself in the mugwort haze of like, Ooh, I get to experience different realms and this Mm -hmm. is really fun. And it's almost like it turns into escapism, which is huge with the Neptune energy Mm -hmm. here. So like we don't, we want to have that balance where it's not escaping to the cosmic realm, knowing that this place here, although material can have the connection to the cosmic and that we we can be safe there, which we mm-hmm. I forgot we didn't even mention, but the symbol for Neptune in and of itself mm-hmm. is what we most recognize as the trident right. of Poseidon. But as mystics look at it, that center cross is the cross of materialism, and each side of the trident are crescents of soul. So it's almost as though the soul is being crucified by matter. Mm-hmm. And again, here's that new Neptune illusion. Yeah. It's, it's almost like the lesson that we have to learn with Neptune lies within its sigil of, oh no, I can, in this material realm, obtain the highest the highest level of consciousness Mm -hmm. that my soul can be complete and can touch back to the heavens where I once came from. Yeah. So really like, you know, we're going to see these patterns over and over and over again, even as we get into the mythology podcast, Mm -hmm. these are going to be like huge, huge throughout our, our little thing here. Yeah. Um, do you want to go into, like, body stuff? Next? Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. Uh, so I do want to kind of talk about this before we move into the body, though, um, because this was something that really helped me understand the Neptunian energy, um, which is the fact that the outer planets represent the dormant energies that lurk underneath our perception, what we're actually able to perceive, but are subtly influencing us until we understand that influence. So here we kind of tie back to that illusion a little bit, you know. Um, These are going to be the energies that are not necessarily ones we can exactly change, if I'm correct, but ones that we kind of need to be open to seeing in a new light, understanding in a new way, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And I think you also had a note of, like, the placement of Neptune in your chart mm-hmm. um, and how that alludes to, like, how you'll be creative 
um, how you can reach your creativity and divinity, um, which definitely if you, yeah. you know, have a source for your uh, chart, mm-hmm. go look at your chart. This yeah. is going to be where you, uh, like how you come to creativity and divinity. It's going to be different for somebody who has Neptune in Aries than Neptune right. in Cancer. Mm-hmm. Two totally different things. Um astroseek.com is a great place to mm-hmm. look up your uh, chart if you don't have a way to get to it. Um, yeah. I have Neptune in Gemini. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. We'll probably talk about that. Like, That's interesting. Yeah, we will talk about um, it next week. But Which, I mean, you literally just posted a video of you doing cartwheels mm-hmm. and, like, having fun, mm-hmm. and that is, like, so gemini so Gemini I love Mm -hmm. it and that being like you're hitting into your creativity and your divine like that is just so spot on so yeah I thought it was interesting that you had mentioned that and then back to um that part about the further out planets um this is also why like Neptune is so misunderstood Mm -hmm. and is because it was found so late Like, you know, when we are talking about Venus, we could directly attribute even the goddesses of Venus to the actual planet because the people of that time were seeing the planet. Mm -hmm. They were watching the planet in the sky. So although they had never been there or didn't know what it looked like, it very much became that the the energies were similar, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that their stories coincided, like uh, Inanna going, you know, falling from the graces as the as Venus falls in the sky in its orbit. So, like, we could connect these things very easily. With Neptune, it gets difficult because a lot of these mystical systems were already created by the time that we found out Neptune was a thing. Mm-hmm. So Neptune has then later been added to things like we were speaking on, like, the tarot. Mm-hmm. In some decks, the, the hanged man is attributed to Neptunian energy. But in others, it, it's not. Mm-hmm. And sure, if you looked at the hanged man, it does have a lot of Neptunian energy in it. Um, but some things are different, like uh, the Kabbalist tree of life the sphere that later people have attributed to Neptune was originally the sphere of all zodiacs. Mm-hmm. So, it, again, we are seeing allusions, kind of things that yeah. are popped up in front of us that we kind of have to have discernment of like, wait, they've definitely made the tree of life before Neptune mm-hmm. was a thing, so what was this before <laughs> that? Um, So it's definitely interesting as that, like, you know, farther out planets were also found a lot later. Yeah. So in mystics, when we attribute that energy to something, sometimes that is a bit of an illusion in and of itself. Mm -hmm. So always digging. That's awesome. Always looking. Yeah. (laughs) When I came across that, I was, I had that question myself, like, wait a second. When did they discover Neptune, you know? Like, so I love that you clarified that because I definitely had that question myself, so. 
Uh, going into the body, so highly sensitive Neptune kind of gets us in touch with the subtleties. Um, we're talking our intuition. We're talking our dreams. We're talking symbols. Um, we're talking sacred geometry. Um, so being aware of symbols, you know, recognizing them in your daily life, in any patterns that you may be going through, this is the time to be questioning those. This is the time to be contemplating them. Um, as Raven says, like we are moving into this energy where we are going to be either getting rid of things that don't align or expanding in things that do. Um, so in, in the aspect of creativity, uh, the Neptunian energy definitely connects us to that artistic side of our personality. Um, Neptune rules all visual communication. So when you brought up the whole thing with the media, I was like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, but he also rules photography, film, ballet, dance, arts, music, painting, poetry, all of these things that are very that we individually cultivate, you know, and then are expressed through us. Um, so this month you want to connect to the arts, connect to that creative side of yourself, you know. Um, kind of sit in, sit in the spaces that you're in and observe them, you know. Uh, decide how you want to grow, which direction you want to go in, and then hopefully that can help you tap into a newfound creativity, like Raven was saying earlier, you know. Um, you don't just get the creativity, like, here you go, it's there. Uh, you got to dig a little bit for it, you know. So uh, music is al also a really great thing. I don't know about you, but I think music is like universal in my mind like it's just something that speaks to the soul <laughs> actually I'm gonna write this down right now because I could do a whole episode on music and how it actually fits into numerology so yes. we're gonna do a little note it. here because yeah music is huge it's like huge literally the chords that feel good to us mm -hmm. are numeric equations <laughs> that fit perfectly. Wow. Yeah, I can't so, wait like, to hear about that. It, it's a big thing. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. See, she's always coming up with all this great wisdom. Yeah. All right. Um, poetry and journaling. You know, this is all going to come from within. But at least for me in my own life, I use journaling a lot when it comes to diving deep. Because I can write surface level and then I'll come back and I'll hit that topic again the next day and go a little deeper and go a little deeper and before I know it I've not only like worked through that area of my life that like I was struggling with but now I've gained new insight in another area and sometimes like it can really just like creating that space and like coming to the end of that cycle can be what brings that creativity out, you know? So it is that rush of energy because you are willing to sit in that aloneness. You are willing 
to go within and be by yourself as you work through these things, you know, so definitely encourage that. If you haven't started a journal practice, definitely encourage it. And that can look in any way, you know, sometimes I don't feel like writing. Sometimes I will literally tap the microphone on my phone and I will speak into my notes or I'll speak into my voice recorder app. It depends how I'm feeling that day. But the, the thing for me, I've recognized that since I've been intentional about really bringing awareness into these practices, I have so much more insight than when I just tried to do it, you know, and just keep it in my mind. So definitely encourage you to do that. Yeah, I mean, that's what this energy is all about, you know, coming within and working the within. So Mm -hmm. like journaling and however that takes form for you is definitely going to be extremely important. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Neptune rules alcohol and drugs. Um, And, of course, the negative manifestation of that is the addiction aspect. Uh, Raven, I was wondering if you could go into this a little bit more and talk about, like, the significance of that. Well, so, like, we touched on it a little bit, but... Mm -hmm. um, Again, because of this, like this how illusion. it relates to yeah illusion. Yeah, Thank you very because much. Because of this illusion of this this energy, um, we can fall into escapism. It can be almost like the cosmic yes. consciousness is dangled as like the carrot in front of us that we can never get to, and so sometimes we we just want to escape from this world, right? We we forget that the cross materialization is there mm-hmm. and and instead of accepting it we want to fight against it so we hop into this this pattern of escapism and through that pattern of escapism especially being ruled by neptune a lot of times that escapism manifests in an addiction or tendency to overindulge in drugs and alcohol Yes, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. I really just wanted to highlight how that relates to illusion um, because I myself was contemplating when I first read this, I was like, what the heck? Like, how does that relate to this? You know, and Raven really, when we were talking about this, she really brought up those amazing points that just connect it. And so thank you so much for connecting it for them as well. No problem. Now with that, we want to definitely be taking note of our relationship to these substances. So be conscious, practice awareness. If you do engage in these substances, ask yourself why, you know, dig a little deeper, find out, you know, why you're dependent on them, if you're dependent, um, like, get into the nitty gritty, okay, be brave. (laughs) And, and, and as somebody who has actually, uh, dealt with alcoholism and drug addiction, I can definitely attest for the fact that, um, life is much more clear on the other side and, and addiction isn't anything to, uh, take lightly. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But what is interesting is if you are experiencing attachment to addiction, looking at your astrology, looking at your birth chart, looking at your human design, looking at family, you know, traumas and uh, generational cycles that might be leading to this action. Uh, A lot of times when people have a lot of Pisces placements, Mm -hmm. this becomes very pertinent because you are, you're almost in this, this place that's being told that you are to be different. You are to be the one who, who reaches that cosmic consciousness at maybe even very easily. Mm -hmm. You might be somebody who, you know, I have Pisces, I think it's in my Mercury and how it's breaking down is that knowledge comes to me without me even knowing it. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times what that unhealed place looked like was going, this just can't be right. Uh, You know, I felt, I I didn't feel smart. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel wise because I didn't know where I was getting this information from. I I wasn't aware of my connection to the cosmic consciousness through my Neptunian placement. So this is something that we can look into and actually see like why our design is that way. Why did we choose to manifest this way in this lifetime? What is this lesson going to teach us if we overcome this this time around? Um, you know, I I stopped drinking alcohol and stopped doing cocaine uh pretty much all like five years ago. Um, now I drink on like special occasion, just like one, maybe two drinks. Um, but before I was quite overindulgent and that was definitely me escaping. It was escaping Mm -hmm. being different. It was escaping like this material world that told me that I had to be a certain way. Mm -hmm. And, and so just knowing that like, Man, there's a brighter side on the other side of that. Oh, yeah. There's, there, like, when you have that in your makeup, it's because you're up to something that's different than everybody else. Yeah. You're meant to be different. And this world is going to continuously tell you you're wrong, but you're fucking right, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so a uh, little uh, yeah. vulnerability moment for me I on that, that one. I love that. Thank but, you uh, so much for sharing. Yeah, definitely. Honestly, I love that. Um, and kind of tying off of your talk about addiction, this can even go for food, you know, like I am very open about the fact that I have struggled with binge eating disorder. And I mean, that is an escape in and of itself. You know, you, when you binge eat, you are literally disassociating from your body. So even in this aspect, if you are struggling with that, which I know a lot more people than you realize actually do struggle with that, um, really sink into this energy this month and find out, because I can't tell you how confusing having an eating disorder is. It's like you think you're doing the right thing and then you find out, oh no, that was just like the eating disorder brain, you know? And you really have to like, you have to go through that illusion. You And it's, you're seeing that pattern. Like you do the pattern so many times inexhaustibly that eventually you're like, oh, I see it clearly. 
you know? So I love, 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 love that you like made that connect to me and my own just by sharing you and your own vulnerability. So thank you so much. Of course. What we're here for. <laughs> um, so just a couple more notes. We're almost here to the end. Uh, because we are kind of, uh, you know, very, very much inclined to dive into our spiritual side here. Um, connect with whatever that looks like for you, whether that's Qigong, is that how you say it? Qigong. Qigong, there you go. <laughs> I'm not like I'm Qui-Gon Jin. Who is that? Is that Star Wars? I think it's Star Wars. Anyway, Qui-Gon Jin. There we go. That's Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> I was like, how do I say this word? Thank you. Qigong. Raven's favorite way to meditate. Yes. Meditation, Tai Chi, yoga, whatever works for you. And then maybe even ask yourself these questions. What do I find most spiritually fulfilling for myself? Where do I feel most creative? And where is it easy for me to feel confused in my life? Those are the areas you're really going to want to like sit down and meditate on, you know? As far as the physical body, the Pisces uh, rules the feet, toes, lymphatic system, the body fat. So, of course, you want to be good and kind to those feet, wear supportive shoes, get a foot massage, stay grounded, walk barefoot, get active, move your body, maybe lose a little body fat, you know, (laughs) it might help. Um, and then any kind of practices that move lymph in the body. So foam rolling, massage, even the face rolling is really good as well. Spit in. All right. Yeah. So last thing I'm going to go through real quick because we went lengthy on this one. We got yeah. into it, which is so appropriate for yes. the seven. I know. And Neptune. There's so much here. There's so much. And it's so buried that you got to get through it. Yeah. So. Definitely. Thank you for sticking with us. Going to give you a couple more practical things for learning since we're going to be doing a lot of learning this month and coming within ourselves. Here's some crystals and herbs that can help facilitate that for you. We have opal, which facilitates tranquility and mental clarity, um, which are fundamental for memorizing facts for future use. Mm -hmm. So like we have to be tranquil and have mental clarity in order to absorb that information. Um, So hematite is another one that's going to keep us grounded and calm and present, allowing us to focus. And clear quartz. And, you know, a a stone that so many of us have Mm -hmm. influences the crown chakra, which is going to help us with memory retention and is going to open us up to that higher consciousness that we are trying to connect to in this this yes. era, this time period right now. So a great trifecta of crystals to have by you throughout this month, and especially while you're trying to intake some learning mm-hmm. and expand your mind. Um, so for herbs, this is like my favorite combo of herbs in the <laughs> whole world, and I'm so excited to introduce this. So rosemary promotes uh, memory and encourages cerebral activity. 
when we use this with GoTo Cola, also known as Brahmi, it can also boost that cere uh, cerebral activity. Using them together can help reduce the anxiety and enliven the brain to help retain all of the information that's coming in. Mm, so mm. Brahmi, um, we can... I have it in my matcha. Okay. Um, in my matcha, I have go-to cola in the little like mix that I have. Um, I'll make that up and then like have, I have a giant rose, I have three giant rosemary plants. So I'll literally just pluck some rosemary and just smell it and smell it and smell it and then dry it and have it for later. Mm -hmm. um, so like anything aroma with rosemary is going to have that um, attribute there. So you could smell it, essential oil, diffuse mm -hmm. it. Um, you can also make uh, tea out of rosemary. And yeah. it's a little on the astringent side, nice and warm. If you have like a more fiery um, imbalance, mm -hmm. probably stay away from the tea. Stay more to the aromatherapy. Okay. So that was Molly had for that, yes, but awesome. I wanted to end with this amazing quote that Sierra pulled, and I think that yeah. it really em like it embodies the true lesson of Neptune energy and of the seven. So Sierra, take it away. All right, thank you so much for that intro. <laughs> Recognizing that we belong to humanity, the cosmos, and the indivisible fabric of existence reminds us that we are neither alone nor as separate as we might think or feel. Mic drop, end of episode. <laughs> we'll see you guys next two weeks for our mythology on Neptune. Thank you for sticking Back through yes. with us on this one, and we'll see you guys soon. See you later.